Yes. Greetings. This is Pauline, also known as Sister Fabu. Welcome to season one, episode eight of my podcast, Through My Looking Glass, dedicated to victims and survivors. I am your reality poet. I am an African-American woman born in Jamaica, grew up in New York, now living in Massachusetts. I am safe and in a good place. I have taken control of my life. I will not allow my past abusers to control me. If you ask me how I'm doing, (laughs) this is a hard one, it's been a hard week for me and I'm sure for many of you. I am standing next to many of my brothers and sisters with a shovel in in our hand, ready to bury our next brother or sister. That is me in this moment. I want to ask you, how are you in this moment? How are you feeling? How are you doing? I do hope you're safe and in a good place. Today, I'm going to talk about re-victimizing. It's not always about the physical abuse, but the mental part can be really tough, can be damaging. For many victims and survivors. As we know, over 20 million people in America suffer from at least one addiction, yet only 10% receive treatment. Every minute, there are about 20 people or over 10 million men and women every year are being physically abused. That means most of these people are now trapped in an abusive relationship with another person or an addiction they are battling. Many of these are children. This week alone, it has been hard because the mental health has come into play for a lot, a lot of us. As a victim and survivors try to go through with their daily life, we experience triggers that cause re-victimization, which can lead to loss of sleep, nightmare, loss of appetite or more. It can make us so angry that we become abusers ourselves. It can cause us to begin using or depression. It's a tough week. Tough time. On April 20th, 2021, a cold-hearted 
white former police officer, which I do not want to say his name. I think saying his name gives him power. This former officer was found guilty of brutally killing a brother, George Floyd. But finding him guilty is new for us, but we know this is like finding a needle in a haystack. We as a people came here by force. We did not ask to be here, yet we are so we are branded with injustice. Everyone is looking to see how we react. <laughs> I've seen on TV in the newspaper, there's pictures, just still pictures of people, how we, us as a people react when the verdict came out. Like some of my brothers and sisters, I found myself screaming. I've talked to some who cried and some just went numb. Some felt joy and some said they have been holding their breath through the trial and felt they could then breathe until the next one's down. That did not last long. We all wondered if this was a dream. <laughs> a few hours later, after the verdict, we heard another black sister was shot by a cop. Not surprising. Got to start holding our breath again, huh? <laughs> Two days later, I found out that there was six police killing in 24 hours. There gotta be a better way. <laughs> I wrote a poem this week I wanna share with you. It's called Hole in My Chest. Oh. I think we should be happy now. <laughs> they just don't know. I wonder how they would feel if someone hold them, then cut a hole in their chest, then leave them bleeding while living their life each day. We have been living with a hole in our chest for hundreds of years. We have been shedding blood for hundreds of years. One stitch will not mend it. One snowflakes does not stop the storm. Can one spoon of water quench a hundred years of thirst? <laughs> this pain. Oh, it hurt. We pass this on to our children, this pain, like our ancestors passed it on to us. 
Each night we pray for change. Each morning we wake up open for a better day. Yet today, another bullet, another one dead. People need to start talking. It is good to see you walking with us, but you need to talk. Talk about the injustice you see as you walk with us while watching us bleed. During COVID, everyone was scared of that deadly virus no one could see. This is how we live every day. The difference is the virus is in plain sight everywhere we go. There's no shot for that. Talk to the politicians. Vote with us for change. Bullet can't change. People needs to change. Yeah. Yeah. It is funny, but after the verdict, I was asked a few times, how are you? I did not answer because they do not want to know. As in my previous podcast, I said sometimes people ask, how are you? But they really don't care. They just say it just to make them feel good. In this instinct, I know that they, they never wanted to talk about this brutal killing before. So I question, why ask me now how I was? So I just, I just said, fine. Was the expectation that I should feel better after the verdict and not be so upset or bitter about the injustice of my people that my people are experiencing? (laughs) They just don't know how much strength it takes each day for us to wake up get up, get dressed, and go on our daily life while bleeding. We continue to work twice as hard or more to show we deserve what we should have. Yet it can take, be taken from us in a flash. We are not believed when we should be commended. This black woman, like many of my people, will continue to be angry about the system of equality. I watched as much of the trial as I could. I wanted to see, I wanted to feel the re-victimizing that was happening to me. 
my people over and over again. The young ones. It's not an age barrier there. We all felt it. We feel it all the time. Now, I knew it would have an have an effect on me, but I felt it was the right thing to do. George Floyd was one of those snowflakes, stitch, spoon of water that make us. The triggers was very real. I recall one of my abusers standing in my throat and pressing on it so hard that I blocked out. Oh, it was very real for me. Sometimes it does not matter how much we try to protect ourselves, we can't because there's always other people involved in our life. Sometimes we have to feel pain we don't want to feel because we need to support others. Around the world, around the globe, we held each other. <laughs> we do that a lot. So we have to keep holding each other. We are bleeding, but our hearts are pumping, and we know how to love. Let's love. Let's talk to the children. They are the ones who will have to pass the pain we are now experiencing to their children. Help them to understand our history with hope. They can help make a change. For all of us who have said no and is taking control, it is a great accomplishment. We know it can be a challenge every day. Re-victimizing was big this week as we watched the trial of the brutal killing of George Floyd. And for many of us who did not watch it, we know, we still feel it. For me, it was a trigger of my past. I pray for us all, let's pray for each other. As we travel each day, we have to be aware of our surroundings. We have to find people who we know we can reach out to and support. I'm very happy to have my sons that I can talk to that can support me. And I, in return, can support them. We need to look for signs and realize that if it does not feel or sound right, it is not. We have to love ourselves and love others. 
We have to do things that makes us happy and help others to be happy. Let it be about us for a moment, then we have to help each other. We just, <laughs> it's tough time, people. It's hard. I know it's hard for me. But knowing that we are helping each other make me feel better. I hope you are safe, but if you do not feel safe, call the National Domestic Violence Hotline on 1-800-799-SAFE. Elderly Abuse Hotline is 866 866- Three six three four two seven nine. National Suicide Prevention Outline is one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five or text seven four one seven four one. If you need to go into a detox, call one eight 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 nine three one two eight four three. Sometimes you can go to the police station, tell them you need to go on a detox, and they will call someone to pick you up. You can also go to closest hospital. Let them know you need help. If you have a family member or friend going through a hard time, support them. They need you more than you can imagine. We all need each other. This is, again, this is a tough, tough time for victims and survivors. It's a tough time for us all. Let's help each other. So as we reach the end of this episode, I am asking, how are you doing in this moment? If you ask me how I am doing, it's a hard one. It's a hard one. I'm totally, my head is scrambled right now. So I will tell you right now that I am a puzzle of a thousand pieces trying to put myself together. Not much hope. Please listen, share, and feel your how are you. I hope you enjoy re-victimizing. I am Pauline, also known as Sister Fabu. Thank you for listening to another episode of Through My Looking Glass. Don't forget to leave me a message. Until next time. Love. Just keep loving. We need to love each other.